0: all right it's wednesday and uh, I'll tell you a little story before we get into uploading the insanity into the mothership of studio 22 uh, i landed in houston last night got off the plane had a chauffeur waiting on me of course i have it like that boys i don't, yeah. know, if y'all, I don't know if y'all know that or not no i had a driver waiting on me to uh, take me downtown and um got to talking to him and he uh he said he was from Baghdad, and he had been in the states for eight months. He had served in the military there in in alliance with the um, American military while we were there. And um, good dude, great conversation. He said, and I asked him, I said, how long did it take you to get here? He said, thirteen years, thirteen years, for him to get a visa to be able to move his wife and his and his daughter here. So uh, other parts of his family, they, they'd all served and, and fought in, you know, alongside American forces. I thanked him for that. We had a great conversation, and he was listening to Kenny Rogers. That's all he wanted to listen to was Kenny Rogers. And uh, I said, you like Kenny Rogers, huh? And he goes, oh, yeah, I think he probably was a very nice man. I said, well, I knew him. He was a nice man, actually. Um, and so the, uh, I, we had a great conversation, man, and, and it was just it just – Fun to listen and I said dude I'm glad you're here I'm glad you're here I'm glad you're able to bring your family to America um you know obviously he's a guy who was able to come on a on a legal visa he was able to do it the right way and it was a long process I hate that it was such a long process and uh, it's amazing when people just get together, humans get together and have a good conversation with one another and find the things that they can relate on. And, you know, it's not about politics. It's not about differences. It's not about uh, geography and where you're from and different backgrounds. It's just people just get together and, you know, people being people. So, anyway, it was a good conversation last night. Great time uh, last night down at the first night of Rodeo Houston. My man, my good buddy, longtime buddy, Parker McCullum, he killed it in concert last night. So I had fun and then I flew back in this morning i flew back in i just rolled in here the plane was late because of a ground stop at love field in dallas because apparently it was drizzling i don't know uh tell you what chris super chris Cruz. let's love kayla my favorite person kayla and let's love brandon i don't don't please god don't let me start confusing kayla and brandon That's going to be a weird combination right there.
1: Yeah, I'd be cool with not doing that either.
0: Yeah, I know you don't want to do that. Let's love Brandon, (laughs) my favorite person, Kayla. Um, So Lori Lightfoot lost yesterday in her bid to be reelected as the mayor of Chicago, to which I say, yay, there is a God. She was resoundingly rejected by voters in Chicago. Didn't even come in second place. Dismally defeated uh, and I don't remember how many, but there were like 15 minorities that ran for mayor and a white dude won. Yeah, which is, uh, say that just because it's interesting to me that in Chicago, the pro police guys, the guy they voted in mayor and they, his goal, he says he wants to make Chicago the safest city in America. That that's a lofty goal, buddy. That is a lofty goal and I'm here for it. I hope you do, man um cuz historically i love chicago but uh uh-uh. uh anyway she uh, says that uh, she was treated unfairly because of her race and sex and uh i tell you chris you know if it's it's what well, the color of your skin it's the fact that you're a female which i don't even know what that is anymore um i don't know if her sexuality came into it or not but i wouldn't be surprised if it did Uh, Forget the fact. See, we live in a culture where people don't want to be rewarded on their merits, but they also don't want to be penalized because of their demerits. So the fact that she has been an abject failure for Chicago doesn't even enter into play. Uh, But thank God that there are some people with some common sense in northern Illinois who said, get the hell out. And hopefully we have seen the last of her. But, you know, we haven't, have we? We haven't because you know little troll personalities like Lori Lightfoot. They'll always pop back up. They'll be, she'll be on TV or something. Can you imagine though? Anybody that would hire Lori Lightfoot? Her that her is not a face for television.
1: Come on, put her on the View.
0: Put her on the View. Yeah. I don't think she. I don't think she's smart enough to carry on a conversation. Well, I mean, I she she, she definitely can't smart. handle debate. We saw that, and they, at <laughs> least they do that on the View. They go back and forth at each other. She's not good at that. She did not like being challenged at all. Um. But anyway, she said that 99 percent of the criticism that she received as mayor was because she was black and a woman. Um, I just don't think anybody ever said that. So anyway, she gone. She gone. And um, you can blame, you know, blame the pandemic. You can blame your sexuality. You can blame all these other circumstances, except for the fact that, my God, your city is a war zone. All right. All right. Let's talk about another fun one. Let's talk about another fun one. Uh, Sam Brenton, the guy that used to be in charge of getting rid of our nuclear uh, trash uh, for the Biden administration. He's the dude that kept stealing the suitcases, right? He kept... He's, no Well, allegedly, yeah. Uh, he's, he's caught a couple of times on camera hauling off a suitcase. But, you know, all these different uh, people, these designers and stuff have seen him now wearing their clothing... Like this picture right here where, you know, he allegedly swiped a fashion designer's suitcase and now he's out wearing her clothes. So this is what this guy was doing. And I call this from the very beginning. I said this dude had champagne taste on a beer budget and he was going out swiping good bags trying to see what he could find because he did not want to go out and pay the money for a new wardrobe. So... Uh, this lady's name, uh, and this is, this is down in Houston too. God bless Texas. Uh, I see a Compson, I Compson. I think I did. I think I nailed it. Uh, that's, that's, um, she's the fashion designer. She said, when I Googled him, I saw my outfits on him. <laughs> I Googled everything and saw my clothing, jewelries, blouses. The collection with the same prints. Maybe he liked the designs and this and that. But why? I don't know how he got my clothes. Well, apparently we do know. Dude's hanging out in, the, in Terminal B. <laughs> wow. He makes an ugly woman, honestly. Most men do. Most men do. That may be hate speech, but <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, oh, you can't say things like that, especially if you're at Stanford University, by the way. Because now Stanford University is actually uh, encouraging students to report, quote, incidents of bias. So forget free thought, forget free speech, forget having an opinion, perhaps, perhaps disagreeing with somebody or even calling things as though they are with, you know, some kind of a descriptive language. You can't you can't do things like that because that's going to be a microaggression. It could be a macro aggression. We don't know. You know, it's um, <laughs> maybe it's under a microscope. Maybe it's from thirty thousand feet. We don't know. But either way, micro or macro aggressions. But um, they have a reporting system. What could go wrong with that? They said it's a critical tool in addressing incidents of bias. So if you you know, can you imagine how that thing's going to pile up? That's going to be a list of complaints right there. I mean, there are going to be some. There's going to be some little. Um, college karens that are just on i mean like they're going to probably get uh they're probably going to get like you know gold stars and stuff for how many times they log on to that and they're going to be like oh they're going to get like a frequent flyer thing for for being on there reporting everybody but they encourage students to report incidents that have occurred on campus off campus and online uh, the school explained that the reporting system does not include a judicial or investigative process. So basically, um, they say um, it addresses harm reduction and a path to resolution. Basically, it's just a place for you to go bitch. Yeah. They're not going to do anything about it, apparently. Yep. It's just a place for you to go feel heard. Um, so the fact that I just said, let's love Kayla... And confused Brandon and Kayla's nicknames. Could be could be a microaggression. It could be. So if you guys want to log on to uh eatshit.com, you could tell everybody about how Chad Prather offended you on a Wednesday morning. Yeah. yeah, I got off the airplane to do this. Um here's another fun fact. Another fun fact. And this actually, I don't know, maybe some of you may be encouraged by this number just because I know that some of you have this uh, some people you don't like in the world. Nearly 50 percent of murders in the U.S. are going unsolved. Wow. <laughs> Chris Cruz said that. I didn't say that. Uh, half the murders in America are left unsolved, according to FBI data homicide clearance rates the rate at which murders were solved dropped from 71 percent in 1980 to an all-time low of 50 percent in 2020 people are getting away with it man people are getting away with it you ever sit around and think like i I could hide a body yeah you ever think about that wait could could you
1: hide one i know how to like disassemble one
0: yeah i could get rid of one
1: yeah i get rid of one
0: forensics is kind of crazy these days though because like you know there's probably somebody's hair on me right now that i hadn't seen in five years because i don't do laundry
1: it's definitely way i mean the golden age of serial killers is over because it's too easy to get caught yeah yeah
0: see that's that's the thing I'd, i'd i'd get busted I'd get busted because I'd be out doing shots at tequila bragging about it. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's just been a handful where that was their downfall. Yeah. They like I... writing letters to the police and such.
0: Yeah. And I don't know, you know, this Idaho thing, boy, That have you followed any of that stuff? Oh, yeah. I call them the, the spud stabber. Man, that's that's got that's that's an in-depth deal right there. Yeah, I mean that's a wild deal. I kind of usually when I hear stories like that or this, uh, what's the other thing they did the documentary on that's going on right now? Murdoch. Murdoch. Yeah. What's his name? Murdoch. Alex. Murdoch. Murdoch. Something like that. Yeah. I know literally nothing about that. See, like I wait till all the chips fall, (laughs) like like that kind of stuff, and then I go back and get the summary. Like, people ask me, CJ asked me last week, she's like, what do you think happened to John Benet Ramsey? And I'm like, I have zero clue because there was no resolution to it. I would make make an absolutely crappy investigator. I'd be a horrible detective. Guys, I'd get bored with the case. I'd be like, let it be cold. (laughs) I don't even want to talk about it anymore. So, I don't know. 50% though, man, that's huge. I mean, that is huge. Anyway, I mean, I, you, sometimes you sit around and think about the stupidity in the world and think, you know, maybe these guys that want to depopulate the Earth have a plan. And maybe they got a good plan. Uh, maybe, it's a, maybe they got a great idea. I don't know. I was sitting in Houston traffic last night considering it. Like if I was Thanos and had the stones, man, and snap your fingers, and uh, half the universe just dissolved, I don't know. See, these are sound bites that they'll take out of context right there, and they'll, they'll crucify me for it. But uh, no— so Lori Lightfoot, she's out, and um, maybe, maybe the murders. It's going to be interesting to me with that in Chicago to see if because, – because I think a change, a transforma- transformative change in Chicago will be so drastically stark and evident that anything positive there is really going to be a glaring example of progress for the good. Because I think it's been so bad – it's been so dark there that, you know, just with the murders and, and, the, and the violence and the gang stuff, like, just, I think when it starts to turn for good, and I hope it does, it's going to be interesting to see. I hope it lives as an example of what progressive, quote, leadership will do to a city versus somebody that comes in there and perhaps knows what they're doing. I hope it stands, this, whoever they put in as mayor... I hope that it stands in stark contrast to the absolute miserable policies of one Lori Lightfoot. And, of course, it'll be because he's white and he's male, guys. I don't know if y'all know that or not. We, if, if I give him, it, 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 it'll be because he's white and male. That's why he will do the job right. Okay? See how stupid that sounds? Sounds so stupid. All right, guys, take care of your liver. You got to do it. You got to do it. You need to more now than ever. Why? Because the latest data from the American Heart Association indicates that adults with a fatty liver are three and a half times more likely to have heart failure than those without. The American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have a fatty liver, which means many people are at risk. We throw everything at our livers, cholesterol, alcohol, toxins. I took Tylenol this morning and realized I'm throwing more crap at my liver. Uh, And if you smoke cigarettes or you take cholesterol medicine, all that stuff, it all affects your liver. So most of us, many of us, I'll say, have a sluggish, fatty liver, and that makes us gain weight, makes us lose energy. And your whole life, listen, every day your liver has helped you with over 500 key functions every single day. And I want you to help your liver. There's a solution. I take it every day. Liver Health Formula. It's an all-natural supplement which contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. It's made here in the USA. It's approved by good American doctors. And you can try Liver Health Formula and receive a f- five free gifts when you order today. You're going to get a free bottle of nanopower and omega-3 to keep your heart healthy. You're also going to get four free eBooks to support every aspect of your health. Try Liver Health Formula by going to getliverhelp.com slash Chad. Get the five free bonus gifts. That's getliverhelp.com slash chat. We'll be right back.
2: All
0: right, all right, all right, all right. Kayla, Chris, Brandon, I want you guys to know that I love Joe Biden. I do. For the sheer entertainment value oh he's gonna get us all killed gonna get us all killed i don't i really don't believe joe's going to i believe the powers that be will be and we know that joe's a puppet joe they i i I was sitting there yesterday and i was watching some of this news come out some of this recent stuff that joe has said and i'll play it for you here in a second but i'm going don't you know that when he starts talking like let's say he's having dinner private dinner with some people and some of his handlers are there and he starts goes off telling a story because this guy has more stories than Forrest Gump I mean literally this guy Joe Biden's done it all you listen to Joe Biden hey I'm not kidding you it's no joke I'm not kidding you and that's the tell when he says it's no joke or I'm not kidding you that's when you know he's joking and he's kidding you he's lying at that point that's when you know this story's made up and never happened that's his tell I'm not kidding you it's no joke. Um, and I'm not lying. Yeah, you are. I wonder if when he's sitting around telling these stories and people are listening to him around dinner or whatever, and they go, in their minds, they're going, please, God, don't let Joe start doing this on stage somewhere. But he does it. He does it. So this little clip popped off yesterday. I didn't even research. I tweeted it, put it on Instagram. I, I don't even know where this clip came from. I don't know what he was talking who he was talking to or what event was. But he had this to say about <laughs> some nurse he supposedly had.
2: And I had just watch the Pearl thing. Nelson, she'd come in and do things that I don't think you learn in medical school nursing school. What? She'd whisper in my ear. I couldn't understand him. She whispered she'd lean down. He'd actually what? breathe on me to make sure that I was there was a connection, a human connection. She even went home and brought back
0: her pillow from her own bed what? because he didn't knew the one I had. The one comfortable. But I'm not joking. What? But I'm not joking. But I'm not joking. So he had this nurse. He was talking about something about being in the military. Do you have more? I have not seen more. Play it for me. Let's watch studies show further that the more, the more likely you are to pass or have serious injury, the further you are
2: from access to a hospital. What? What? And you say, well, how can that be, Joe? Well, right now, the government, our tax dollars pay out through Medicare the help for the prescription drugs. If they have to pay out $150, $159,000 billion let... Less for prescription drugs then it reduces the deficit
0: jeez bro hang on before you play that before you play that (laughs) what my brain gets scrambled watching this guy again I sat on a plane this morning Across from a guy who let's let me say it the nice way he wasn't a hundred percent all right he wasn't all there. How do I know that well I, I don't know if he'd had a stroke or what was going on, but he, you could tell there was some physical malady going on in this guy, okay and he would try to strike up conversations and try to be gracious with the guy, try to talk to him, you know be just being gracious, but you just knew that uh, that he wasn't 100%. And I, you know, in my head, I was like, you know, this guy's traveling alone. Where's he going? He seems to be getting himself where he needs to be. But I, I wish you well. At no time did I think, I want to make this guy in charge of something. I want to give this guy authority. I mean, the guy couldn't keep his tongue in his mouth. I mean, literally he had his tongue hanging out of his mouth. And, and I was sitting there going, at, at no time did it cross my mind, I want to give this guy a microphone. And let him create policy. And Joe can't get, we know he can't get numbers, right? And then he's talking about some nurse that's blowing on him or breathing on him. And doing things to him that you don't learn in medical school. What what did that nurse do to you, Joe? What did that nurse do to you? I mean, what, what did she do? Bend down there and let him sniff her? Like, he's just going gonna to get down and she's going to blow on me so I can have some human. What, the, what is he talking about?
1: Honestly, I thought that was like one of those World War II stories where the nurses would come in and give you a BJ because like, you got, <laughs> I don't know, legs blown off or something. When I saw that clip, that was the first thing. I was like, is he talking about a nurse like blowing him so that he can feel human contact? What are you doing, Joe? Which Who's this I, nurse? I want to meet this nurse. Yeah, we need more nurses like that. I need more TikTok. nurses
0: that'll do things to me that have, they didn't learn in <laughs> medical school. <laughs> wow. I mean, this is the stuff fantasies are made of. And the president's talking about it right there in front of an audience. Was that laugh real? Were those people laughing? Is that a real? Like when he messed up the, the numbers, too, and they just out of the clear blue start laughing? What? I, you, can, play that clip again where he says the billion thing. Play that. Play that one more time.
2: And you say, well, how can that be, Joe? Well, right now, the government, our tax dollars pay out through Medicare the help for the prescription drugs. If they have to pay out $150, $159,000 billion lead,
0: <laughs> less for prescription drugs, then it reduces the deficit. I mean, that literally sounds like a laugh track right there. and then you could see the squirrel try to catch up on the wheel in his brain behind his eyes. Bro. What do you say about the MAGA people? Play it. By the way, there's an awful lot of really good Republicans, but the MAGA Republicans are a different breed of cat. They're not bad or good. They're just very, very different. Very different. Well, I guess I'm okay with that. Because, Joe, you're real different, bro. I mean, have you met your son? <laughs> that dude uses a selfie stick to shave his anus with a phone on the end of it so he can see what he's doing. Uh, that's a different cat. That's a different breed of cat. I mean, $10,000 a night hookers, that's a different breed of cat. A dude that gets so high on crack that he takes his laptop to a, you know, a repair shop and then forgets them and, and doesn't even go back and get them. Uh, that's a different breed of cat. Right there, Um, mm, ah, whatever. So I guess that the whole MAGA Republican thing—I think that's um, like anybody that doesn't toe the party line, right? That's what I'm going to assume. Anybody that's you know that believes in uh, you know the Second Amendment, the First Amendment, you know, bleeds red, white, and blue, got their sense of patriotism, you know, wears their colors, that kind of thing, has a tattoo or something. I, I mean, those are the MAGA Republicans. The people that don't have all their teeth or something. I, I don't know. Like, wh- what does that even mean? Is that Marjorie Taylor Greene? Is that Lauren Boebert? Is that Matt Gates? Are they, are they peculiar in some way? I mean, I get it. They're loud and outspoken. They're, they're you know, pretty, pretty, you know, they say what they're thinking. There's, that's for sure. Is it always, you know, well, it's not always the way that everybody, you know, with their pomp and circumstance has come to accept that. There's always you know, it's a little bit kind of seems out of order sometimes because we've just been taught our whole life that we're supposed to have some kind of Robert's Rules of Order civility when it comes to the government. I just don't understand why, you know, these people, these people in these elected officials, uh, these congressmen, these senators and even even in this administration or any why they think that they're so damn special in society. To think that we're supposed to approach them like some kind of royalty. I've never understood that anyway. So so you guys are the ones who have set yourselves apart, put yourself up on a damn ivory pedestal, and and set yourself up in this way of, of thinking that you're better than everybody else. And for us to call you out on that, does that make us peculiar, make us a different sort of cat? Well, I'm going to wear that with a badge of honor then, Joe, because I don't want to be anything like you, man. I don't want to be a career politician that's been, you know, somehow managed to make $30 million in the last two years, you know, before you became president. I mean, how does that How does that work, Joe? I don't want to be a guy that's accused of laundering money through Ukraine. I don't. Ugh. I mean, you, dude, you can't even put two sentences together. So your assessment of me and my kind doesn't carry a whole lot of water. It doesn't carry any weight, dude. I mean, there's holes in everything you say and nobody knows if you even know what you're saying, Joe. So whatever. I'm a different sort of cat. (laughs) Different sort of cat. Play what he said about the uh, the student loan thing. Secondly, if you don't have
2: one of those loans, you just get 10,000 written off. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two.
0: Except, Joe, you didn't. Except you didn't. See, that's another different sort of cat right there. A dude that just simply can't tell the truth. Bro, that's an easily disproven fact. And you're just spinning. I got that pass. No, you didn't, Joe. You didn't. Ah. But we call that out, and we're supposed to... Where's that nurse, by the way? I I want that nurse. She sounds like a different sort of cat. That... That nurse that's sitting there breathing on Joe Biden and went, and went home and got pillows for the old man. Came back with her pillows. God, I want to hear the context of all of that. I really do. I want to know what's going on. I mean, was she having a... What, <laughs> was it a weird throuple with corn pop? I, I want to know what's going on here. Did she clip your toenails, Joe? How freaky did y'all get? Rant, rant, round) Uh, she started an IV and gave me a massage just to let me know that I had some human contact. Feel alive. Oh, boy. Um, Joe Biden, 81 million votes, folks, right there. And more black votes than Barack Obama. I'm telling you, man. And going to run again gonna run again gonna be 82 years old when he wins the next presidency 86 when he gets out of there and people say are you sure joe's up for it and he's gonna say hey, hey hey watch me watch me well i'm apparently we're watching you do some freaky shit with a nurse <laughs> watch me and i just threw up in my mouth a little bit all right uh, hang tight we'll be right back <laughs> I'll calm down a little bit and talk to you some. Um, You know, guys, we've talked a lot on this show about the recursive declination of critical social institutions in this country. And uh, today's no different. I want to keep talking about it. The leftist movement resplendent in its eternal state of metamorphosis towards the paradoxically utopian hellscape gnaws like the world's most determined termite at the foundations of everything which we hold sacred and necessary to cohere as a forward-moving society. And in its wake, we tread upon the smoldering and broken institutions that once made us great and, God willing, will one day truly make us great again. I have to hold on to that. It might, but probably won't, shock you to know that marriage rates have plummeted 60% in this country since the year nineteen seventy. Now, the reason it might not come as a huge surprise is, of course, that we're all familiar with the trope that divorce rates have and continue to skyrocket in this country. We've all heard the, quote, half of all marriages in the United States fail statistic and have sadly come to accept that fact as de rigueur. So why would it come as any surprise that there is a concomitant lowering of the rate of people getting married in the first place? Nevertheless, it should shock us, And that to our very cores, because it is not merely an American thing to do getting married. It's a human thing to do for the entire length and breadth of human society. Marrying and rearing children have not only been the dominant social convention. In fact, they've been the glue that has held the social fabric together and allowed us to grow both as a species and as a soul as a as soul-bearing individuals as well. The dichotomous nature of human gender has produced in us innate and generally well-defined gender roles which function for thousands upon thousands of years to solidify and strengthen our tribes into societies and our societies into nations. Now, it's a given that there are and always have been elements on the edges of this edifice. Not everyone has always needed or wanted to get married, and we've understood that. Similarly, not all marriages work out. Boy, don't I know it. And we've understood that as well. But the fringe cases have only proved to be the exceptions to the general rule, which until fairly recently didn't even need to be a spoken one. And this, of course, is what the left cannot stand. And not only because gender roles are outmoded in their eyes, you'd be hard-pressed to find a direction more readily made for the pointing of a finger of blame than hard left. And it is precisely because... The strong gravitational force generated by marriage in particular and the nuclear family in general stands as the greatest threat to the subversion of the dominant paradigm. Now, We spoke before on this program of the leftist fusion of nihilism and power. And if you really dig down, you'll find that this pairing is its own form of marriage for the left. And it's a marriage that brooks no competition from the real thing. Statistics show that conservative marriages tend to be happier. You ever wonder why? Generally speaking, conservative marriages marriages have either God or something like God at their center. They have a value system. And what do you have at the center of the other side? Nothing but the glorious utopia that surely lies just beyond that next mountain we must cross as a society. And they never seem to get there. There lies the hopelessness and chaos. And as you know, we people of the book should strive to avoid such a thing becoming more mainstream than it even already is, folks, there is very little more important to the reformation of this country to the turning of its eyes back toward the visage of the God from whom all blessings flow than marriage. It is not merely a consummation of earthly desires devoutly to be wished. It's a sacred bond we form with each other and with God. And without it, we will fall into the dust of history so fast you won't know what happened. Ah, Oh, we have to look to Chris in the room for a good marriage. That's what we have to do. He's the only one that can do it. He's the only one who can do it. Uh, I still believe in the institution of marriage. I do. Good. Good. I believe in it. I believe in it. I, uh, you know how people who say, Oh, you, you better not ever get married again. <laughs> well, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know, maybe they're right. I still believe in it, man. Listen, I I do I do believe in that value that that is the center of society. You know, you know, government, small government, limited governments. It are they absolutely depend. If you want the framework of conservatism to work, it absolutely depends on the ability for an individual to be able to govern themselves and just by default govern their families, right? So um, you govern yourself, you govern your home, you govern your community, and so on it goes. But it starts with yourself and with your family. And if the two are one, when you have a husband and a wife, the biblical concept of marriage is the two becoming one entity, Um, then, then that is self-government when you manage that one unit, that husband and wife. And, you know, the, the idea... The idea that that is somehow suspect when for thousands of years of human history, you know, millennia after millennia of human history, when it was just innate, natural, instinctual desire to be drawn towards companionship and even take it to the next level of covenant relationship, society has always been built on that. So, you know, it's a it's an increasing thing you know people fall in love mysteriously right and then they seem to just as mysteriously fall out of love because we don't have any concept of what real love is we don't have any concept of what real commitment is and yes i understand things happen things happen god knows i'm living proof of that uh things happen in relationships and and sometimes they become irreparable and you you try to move on without the nuclear explosion in the nuclear family you know uh my first wife and i have an excellent relationship we we, you know we got the relationship that we have we we managed to raise four kids uh not together but in conjunction with one another and um those kids are very good now they're very healthy they're very smart they're very wise they're very successful and they understand the value system because we at least held on to that, even though we weren't able to, you know, stay together. It's a hard conversation to have, but I think we've got to we need to refresh ourselves on the values of society. We do. Uh, they're going to keep uh, they're going to keep messing with us, man. They're going to keep messing with us and trying to tear down those traditional definitions of what society's all about. And boy, they are doing it. I don't need the Sam Brentons of the world stealing people's luggage, trying to define for me what society, what glue holds society together. I mean, we're we're all screwed up individuals, and you get us together. I mean, you know, we we we, we break apart, and we're fractured, and we mess up not only our own lives but the community around us. A lot of times. But but there's got to be those things in society that even though we are failed, fractured, scarred individuals, we can come back together and hold on to those things. I mean, look at look at what we're losing in America today. Our institutions are dead. We don't you have no trust for the presidency, for the executive branch of the government Uh, Our our, you know, the government. You don't trust Um, law enforcement by and large, especially on the federal level. You don't trust the uh, church you don't trust anymore uh i had people you know on yesterday's conversation saying how do you know if you're in a good church how do you know if you're in the right church Uh, i saw it on the live chat and people were asking you how do you know well you, you judge you judge not only churches but believers by the fruit they bear jesus said you'll know them by their fruit um that's not signs and wonders and miracles that's It's not that kind of thing, because even in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus is going to say, hey, you're going to be those who did all these great, miraculous things, and I'm going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Listen, when I I get around somebody, I can tell. For instance, if I get around a a couple, I can tell if they like each other. I can tell. If there's an intimacy there, I can tell. Um, Same goes with somebody's relationship with God. If they have an intimacy there, I can tell. You should be able to judge that. You should be able to discern that. And I've gotten around people who I may not agree with doctrinally doesn't mean they doesn't mean they're you know wrong. I'm not condemning them to hell because we don't all believe exactly the same way. Um, there are different denominations and different interpretations and different things that are out there in the faith. but I could tell when somebody knows God, and usually you spend enough time in a church um, and you look through the fanfare and you look through the you know, the, the nuances and get past the human minutiae that's in every church, you, you should be able to judge them by their fruit. You should be able to judge them by what they're doing, where their heart is, what their mission is. Not their mission statement, but truly where their heart's mission is. Because you can read the mission statement on the website. doesn't mean they're doing that. But uh, you, you see what that church is there for, why it exists. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I try to go – you know, we talked about – what was it on Tuesday – because that was yesterday, wasn't it, talking about Second um, Timothy 3, 3, 1 through 5, when it talks about, you know, these people have a, a form of godliness, but deny its power from such people, turn away. And then at the same time, the scripture talks about, you know, do not forsake yourselves from assembling together as some are in the habit of doing. So so you have a dichotomy there, or you have a, you have a con- conflict there. In one sense, you're being told not to congregate with a certain type of people, but Assembling yourselves together is still something that you need to do because uh, as hard as it may be, and it is hard because, again, we've lost our faith in these institutions. You need to do it because, again, iron sharpens iron, and there is a place to help keep you in covenant relationship. I I think, you know, I think marriages do better when you're around people of like mind who are bearing the type of fruit who can encourage you and hold you accountable and and keep you faithful and, and all of these different things. And it's an attractive thing an attractive thing. And uh, I hate that we've lost societal roles. I hate that we've lost societal institutions. These these ideals that have been a foundation for us in so many ways. And folks, we got to get back to that. It starts with an individual. If it starts with me governing myself, then it starts with me making sure that these institutions get rebuilt as well. So don't wait for somebody else to do it. It's your job. We'll be right back. And in this segment real quick, I want to give you uh, just things you can't believe some people say. All right. I'm going to give you a couple of examples here. First, let's go to an award ceremony where actress Issa Rae was given a red carpet interview. And here's but what and she had. least, who are you rooting for said.
1: tonight? I'm rooting for um, everybody black. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Betting on black tonight.
0: Five years ago here at the Emmys, you told us that you were rooting for everybody black. Tonight, Issa Rae, who are you rooting for?
1: Everybody black, nothing has changed. <laughs> it will never change.
0: <laughs> All right. Now, the obvious is if a white person said that, they'd be immediately canceled. If I said I'm betting on everybody white, um, that would be some form of hate speech, right? Uh, oh, she could say that because, because she's a member of a minority. Horse shit. Horse shit. You are on a red carpet being interviewed surrounded by millionaires, elitists, people who are up for some of the highest awards in the country, in your certainly the highest in your industry. And you're going to talk about what? You're an oppressed person? You're not oppressed. You you're actually very privileged. Uh, You are esteemed very highly. There's a microphone and a camera in your face valuing your opinion. And when you had the opportunity to say something insightful and motivational, relevant, encouraging and inspirational, you said, I'm betting on black. Boy, that's real unifying right there. And yet you wonder why. You wonder why. We're going to continue to set back these relationships you claim to value. I mean, it says so in the end zone at the football game, end racism. But yet you're going to keep spouting that shit on TV, on a red carpet from your privileged ivory tower, and say, I'm betting on black. Boy, you really put a lot of thought into that, didn't you? Because, Because what that tells me is the whole end racism thing and, uh, you know, this, this lift all voices crap. You, you don't want to lift all voices. You're betting on black. You're betting on black. So it tells me that the words, your slogans are empty. They didn't mean anything. They didn't mean anything. There's no way in the world I would get up there and say, I'm betting on white. I want white. I'm pulling for white. I'm only going to pull for white. That's the way it'll always be. Just pull for white. I, that would be the biggest asshole thing I could say. And, and it would be completely away from anything that I value. The fact that you value that is so suspect. I'll tell you what's black. It's your heart. It's your heart. You want division. You crave division. That's why you say nonsense like that. You crave the division because you benefit from the division. And all of your grifting elk, ilk benefit from it as well. Here's somebody else that said something I can't believe what they said. Vladimir Zelensky. He had this to say about your sons and daughters if the war continues. I can tell them only one thing.
1: If they do not change their opinion, if they do not understand us, if they do not support Ukraine, they will lose NATO, they will lose um, the clout of the United States, they will lose the leadership position that they are joining in the world. The U.S. is never going to give up on the NATO member states. If it happens so that Ukraine due to various opinions and weakening and depleting of assistance uh, uh, loses. Russia is going to enter Baltic states, NATO member states, and then the U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war, and they will have to fight. Because it's uh, NATO that we're talking about. And they will be dying,
0: God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. Or other NATO countries can send their sons and daughters. I mean, again, American. uh, again, we continue to obligate ourselves to this nonsense. And the fact that Zelensky is building a case like that, which basically guarantees him more funding and more resources um, and then going to hold it over the American citizens head and say, well, if you don't do that, then Russia is going to invade Balkan states. And those are members of NATO and America would never forego defending their NATO allies. So they're going to send their sons and daughters in to fight Russia. Um, This guy's a cokehead, first of all. Um, and, And he's a grifter. And the other stuff that we've talked about, we could list the things off. But this is a major grift going on here. And the fact that the American government, the federal government of the United States, continues to fund this nonsense. And whatever they're covering up, I, I don't know. We can guess and speculate on that. But, but this kind of rhetoric is so deadly, so dangerous to, to basically um, – I mean, I mean, this in a big way is uh, – it's blackmail. I mean, it's it's a form of blackmail. Like you know, we we're gonna do, you are you're gonna you're being warned right now. You better do this for us, or else here's what's gonna happen. So I, I'm I'm done with this whole thing, man. I, I really am. And the fact that you know, and like I said on the show earlier this week, my kid's not going. It's not gonna not gonna happen. But uh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Listen, Pete you will save us. Pete Buttigieg says everybody. Um, he, by the way, said it would be disruptive for Biden to visit East Palestine right now. Um, and then uh, apparently got into some trouble over the private jet usage, too. Do you have a clip on that? Play it.
2: There is an internal audit of your use of FAA jets for official trips following a request for review by Senator Marco Rubio. Uh, I also scrutinize Elaine Chao's um, private jet uh, travel as transportation
0: secretary. Do you have a response to that?
2: Yeah, here's how we uh, handle my travel. The vast majority of the time I travel on commercial airlines in economy class, uh, but there is a portion of the time, I'd say about 10 to 20 percent, when we use our agency's aircraft. This is not chartering a private jet. This is a a government aircraft that uh, is assigned to the FAA.
0: And you're lying because the issue there, the investigation is not about you using a private jet. We all know you guys at times use agency jets. You're flying your husband, chasing on the jets, on places, going to places like Europe. And you're not reimbursing the federal government for putting him on that plane. See, there's a huge difference there, Pete. See, it's not about you in an official capacity using it. You're putting your husband on it and you're not reimbursing the federal government. Now, others have done that and they've been caught doing it. And it's time. Let's hold them all accountable because that's your taxpayer dollars. But he'll get on CNN with Don Lamont and lie about it. We'll be right back. All right, guys, come see me uh, in San Antonio tomorrow night. Come see me in San Antonio at Sam's. And uh, chadpratherlive.com has the information. Then some other shows are sold out. Baton Rouge, uh, Nashville, Georgia, Toccoa, Georgia next week. Then we just added a date in McKinney, Texas, up at Hanks. We're going to be in McKinney uh, bringing the ragamuffins with me. And we um, going to be up there on the 24th of March. And then uh, Midland, Texas, back out at the Wagner Noel on March 31st, March 31st. And then Fort Smith, Arkansas, tons of places. Tons of places coming up. So uh, check it out, com. Don't forget to subscribe, slash Chad. Got a very special guest with us. Uh, Dr. Mary Talley Bowden is going to be with us talking about, whoo, boy, they've penalized her big time, taking her license away. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on overtime this week. Bye.